Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is The World in 10 from The Times of London on Sunday, the 12th of February. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Amy Gill. Another unidentified flying object is shot down in North America. Today, at the direction of the Prime Minister, aircraft assigned to NORAD successfully took down this high-altitude airborne object at approximately 3.41 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And questions are raised about Turkey's construction industry. Buildings that have been built since the 2000s that have fallen down in this earthquake, they really shouldn't have fallen down. The Times of London. First the States and now Canada. An unidentified flying object has been shot down by US F-22 stealth fighter jets after it entered Canadian airspace. Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau gave the order. His Defence Minister Anita Anon explained why. The object was flying at an altitude of approximately 40,000 feet, had unlawfully entered Canadian airspace, and posed a reasonable threat to the safety of civilian flight. The object was downed approximately 100 miles from the Canada-United States border over Canadian territory in central Yukon. The object's been described as cylindrical in shape, but smaller than the Chinese balloon, which was shot down last weekend over South Carolina on the orders of Joe Biden, over fears it was spying. China denies that. A third object, about the size of a small car, was shot down over Alaska on Friday. Miss Anon was asked if she thought this latest object also had a link to China. At this point, uh, we are continuing to do the analysis on the objects. And we will make sure uh, that that analysis is thorough. And so it would not be prudent for me to uh, speculate on the origins of the object at this time. China has so far not responded, but on Friday, Beijing accused the U.S. of political manipulation and hype. The United Nations have called it the worst event in 100 years in this region. And now the death toll of the Turkey-Syrian earthquake nears 26,000. And as rescue teams desperately search for survivors, pressure has turned to Turkey's construction industry, President Erdogan and building regulations. We also see uh, this really tragic situation that is really shocking of all of these buildings that have just had what we call pancake collapse. Cassidy Johnson is a professor of urbanism and disaster risk reduction at the University College London. She said that despite good building codes in Turkey, builders in particularly the southern region have cut corners. There's still perhaps this uh, culture that pervades, which is, you know, let's put up an apartment building quickly. Let's make money from it. 
uh, and move on rather than uh, this sort of safe, safe building, thinking about you know, every step of the building and whether it's being built properly according to the building codes. And that's why we see sort of arrests going on and, and people being culpable now for, for buildings, because buildings that have been built since you know, the 2000s that have fallen down in this earthquake, they really shouldn't have fallen down. Urban planners and architectural experts had spoken up about these practices and in January 2020, Turkey's opposition party asked for an inquiry into the possible risks of a quake in the Gazayan Tep region and if any precautions were necessary. Experts who spoke out were jailed and the opposition party was ignored. On Saturday, the president spoke about reconstructing hundreds of thousands of houses and rebuilding cities, stating that steps will be taken in the next few weeks. But the property developers, alleged to have cut corners, are nowhere to be seen, their websites taken down. Elsewhere, two German aid organisations have suspended rescues, citing security fears with reports of gunfire and looting. And in the Syrian city of Aleppo, a brief moment of hope as a baby is rescued from the rubble. On the way, New Zealand braces for a tropical storm, and Harry Styles is victorious at the Brits. The Times of London. To Argentina now, where more than 5,000 pregnant Russian women have entered the country in recent months, including 33 on a single flight on Thursday. According to the National Migration Agency, the latest arrivals were all in the final weeks of pregnancy. John Bonfiglio is the Times' Latin American correspondent and told us it looks like these mothers are trying to get some sort of insurance policy if the Russian invasion of Ukraine steps up further. Argentina offers birthright citizenship. So Mm. if you are born, if a child is born in Argentina, automatically that child becomes a citizen. And also that then gives a path to citizenship for that child's parents. So-called birth tourism by Russian citizens to Argentina appears to be a lucrative and well-run practice. Some websites offer packages that cost as much as 15,000 US dollars. John Bonfiglio told us more reasons why Argentina is such a draw to the Russians. It is also because Russians can access the country visa-free uh, and also because the Argentine passport is very strong. I mean, if you compare it to the Russian passport, the Russian passport gives you access to uh, 87 countries uh, visa-free, but the Argentine passport, 170 countries. It's feared unless the war in Ukraine ends, the number of birth tourists to Argentina will steadily increase. New Zealand's North Island is bracing itself for Storm Gabrielle after it buffeted Australia's Norfolk Island on Saturday night. Though the most destructive winds missed the Australian island, the New Zealand city of Auckland is expected to bear the full impact of the storm, which has been downgraded from a Category 2 cyclone. The country's Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, said it's unclear how bad the damage will be. Severe weather is on the way. Um, Weather is notoriously unpredictable, so we don't know exactly what that severe weather is going to entail, but everyone across the country should be prepared for that. The nation's weather forecasters predict that there will be heavy rain, strong winds and storm surges in the North Island, particularly in Auckland. Last month, the largest North Island city faced record rainfall that sparked floods and killed four people. Auckland Emergency Management said it was working to get 26 emergency shelters up and running in the city in time for the wild weather's arrival. Whilst New Zealand's biggest airline, Air New Zealand, has cancelled multiple flights out of the city, including long-haul international flights. Residents have been advised to secure loose outdoor items and ensure houses were clear of debris. 
With a look ahead to this year's Super Bowl, here's Kane Reeves. Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles will face each other at the Super Bowl on Sunday evening. The 57th Super Bowl will take place at the State Farm Stadium in Arizona. Philadelphia's Jalen Hurts will start as quarterback and is aiming to win the title for a fourth time. When you're playing games like this, Kobe, MJ, they talk about it all the time. You're playing games like this, it's about the details. Eliminating external factors, things that don't matter and focusing on what's important. And I feel like all year that's kind of been my mentality going into every game. Kansas City have recent Super Bowl pedigree. This is their third in four years. Their last was in 2021 when they were beaten by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Super Bowl often attracts a global audience of 200 million. Even if you're not an NFL fan, you may have an eye on the prestigious halftime show. This year it will feature Rihanna. The Times of London. The singer Harry Styles dominated last night's Brit Awards in London, winning all four of the prizes he was nominated for, including Best Album for Harry's House. The former One Direction star used his speeches to name-check female artists such as Florence Welch and Charlie XCX, none of whom made it into the Best Artist category this year. Other winners included Beyoncé, who picked up Best International Artist and Best International Song for Break My Soul, while International Group went to Irish post-punks Fontaine's DC. It's their first First win at the Brits. And finally, to celebrate their 400-year anniversary, three versions of Shakespeare's first folio will go on display in Scotland. The booklets will be available for viewing at the University of Glasgow, the National Library of Scotland in Edinburgh and Mount Stuart on the Isle of Bute at different times this year. Compiled in 1623 and first offered on sale of November that year, the first folio is considered to be one of the most influential books ever written. It saves some of Shakespeare's greatest works, such as Macbeth and the Tempest, from being lost forever. With about 750 copies printed, only 235 are said to have survived. 50 are in the UK, 149 in the US and 36 in other countries, nine of which are listed as missing. The first of the three copies in Scotland will be displayed from April this year. And that's your World in 10 from the Times of London on Sunday, the 12th of February. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.